Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A rough, rough night for the Dallas Cowboys. The season is over. I, I get to that in a second. I get to that in a minute. <laughs> We're on ESPN Radio and, of course, <laughs> on your smart speaker and SiriusXM Channel 80. So, during the break, Canty and I are just watching the end of NFL Live. Yeah. Mina Kimes, by the way, going to join us at the bottom of the hour in 30 minutes. Who's a fraud Seahawks fan, by the way, and we'll have a chance to get into that with her when she jumps on the show. Can't be a fan of one team take a paycheck from another in exactly, the division. Exactly, exactly. Mm, we'll get to that. Yeah. They just had, at the end of NFL Live... The arrival video of Russ coming into Seattle, getting off the bus. He is wearing what can only be described as a powder blue sheen tuxedo jacket with a bow tie and a tuxedo shirt. He looks like one of the four tops, basically. Yeah, or he He looks like a kid that's going to the junior prom in 1987. Yes. That's what he looks like. I mean, I think my brother wore that same tuxedo to his prom at Truman High School back in the day. He is such a freaking cornball. It is, I mean, it is off the charts. I mean, listen, I, I get it, but there are just times where we are trying way too hard. Yeah, I don't understand that. Come much. on. Did you really need to go bow tie and, and sheen powder blue tuxedo? Because you're How going about you back save that the... when you're going into the Seahawks Ring of Honor? No, that, that's, uh, that's all that I'm saying. I, I don't know that you needed to make that kind of impression in your first regular season uh. game as a Denver Broncos quarterback. I mean, we could have kept it something, something similar to what he wore at the introductory press conference. How about we go blue blazer, nice orange tie, walking into the stadium, looking like a professional. I'm just saying. Now, look, it, this. I don't think it's jealousy because I can never pull off that look. First of all, you have to have a neck to wear a bow tie. Yeah. And I don't have a neck. It would bury, like, the tie Well, yeah, the 300-pounders pounders can't no. pull that look off. We, no. don't, we don't go with that. But, I mean, Russ, it's just, it's so ham and eggs. Well, I mean, he, come he, on. It feels like he's doing too much. He's trying too hard. And for a guy that just got a bag, you don't have to try hard. You really don't? Sierra is your wife. Hey, dude, you don't you, have to try hard. You won. You're good. You won. Just go out there and win the game. You won. Just have the last laugh to John Snyder and Pete Carroll. You forced your way out of town. You got to a better situation, an organization <laughs> that values your input and also decided they were going to give you a boatload of money. Just ride out with that. The powder blue tuxedo with the bow tie was something that was completely unnecessary. And, and, not, may, not and might only- I say this? This is not one of those outfits that you would say is fashion forward. No. This ain't like Cam Newton walking into a stadium. No. Like, no. All that was missing in the tux was the ruffles in the shirt. Yeah. Shoe up, shoe doo. <laughs> <laughs> like he looks like he's going to bust out into a shoe up as soon as he hits the locker room. Oh what are we God. doing, Russ? Come oh, on, Russ. man. Come on. You're better that, than that. That being said, the Broncos are still going to beat the brakes off the Seahawks tonight. Oh, I don't think this is going to be close. Yeah, they're going to get boat raced. This, the Seahawks going to get boat raced. Yeah, meanwhile, Russ is going to be scooting on by even if he was wearing that powder blue sheen tux. Yeah.
Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. All Can- right. Canting we- and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Get us back on track, big fella. And, unfortunately, the Cowboys are off track mm. because they were awful last night. They were just getting absolutely destroyed, and then they lose their quarterback late in the game for the next eight weeks, it looks like. I don't think that there was anything that you could feel good about during the course of that game because when Dak was out there, you only got three points. Your offensive line was terrible. Your receivers were terrible. Dak wasn't very good, although he didn't have a ton of time to throw the football. And you just got beaten from pillar to post last night. And it would make me believe, and granted, I've seen these kind of games before we all have in week one, where a team gets absolutely destroyed mm-hmm. and you think, uh-oh. And it turns out, all right, it was a it was a bad start to the season. I mean, the Packers that is not the pack, what we saw the pack, last night. The Packers last year was an example of what you're talking about, right? Yeah, they got dominated in Jacksonville by the New Orleans Saints in Week One. It was an oddball week because of the whole hurricane threat situation, and so it just seemed weird. And the performance that we got losing to the Saints by 35 points didn't seem like it was characteristic of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Turns out the Packers were just fine. They had the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah. I don't get that same sense from the Dallas Cowboys. First of all, you're talking about your starting quarterback being out for the next two months, so that's working against you. But you also have a terrible offensive line, so no matter who's playing quarterback, it's going to be hard for them to operate the offense, not to mention a lack of weapons on the outside with your wide receivers. And then, of course, Ezekiel Elliott having questions about how much he's got left in the tank. And Tony Pollard in a lot of situations, being unplayable because he's so bad in pass protection. Terrible. So, oh, so, my Lord, so, he's so, so bad. So, again, the Cowboys offense has a lot of warts, and I'm not sure that there's any one player, even if it's the quarterback, that's going to be able to overcome all of those things. But, Carlin, coming into this season, I thought the identity of the Cowboys had to shift from what we saw on offense in the Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott era of things to the defensive side of the ball because the best player on that team – is Micah Parsons, and Mm -hmm. he showed it again last night. The question becomes now for them spinning it forward, can the defense help this team tread water until they get their starting quarterback back? I don't know that they can, but but that certainly has to be the conversation for the Dallas Cowboys if they're going to salvage 2022. Let me ask you this question, though, based on that. How much can I trust what my eyes saw last night in in regards to that? I think you can trust a lot of what you saw last night. Okay, they're going to have, have problems stopping the run. Yeah, they got pushed around. And, and granted, yeah, they did bow up, and they didn't give up plays down inside the red zone. I yep. Personally, just as an aside, and it's not a knock on the Cowboys, I actually didn't think in some spots that Brady was all that sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple times where the ball kind of fluttered out of his hand. It, that was weird, and it happened in the red zone. But that aside... I do look at what I saw from the Cowboys, especially up front, and they got pushed around by a group that we were all worried about last week and that lost Donovan Smith in the game. And so what exactly am I supposed to feel good about when you know they're shifting things around on the interior of that offensive line? We're all worried about Brady in that instance and then tack onto it another injury, and they're still Leonard Fournette is running up and down the field right down your throat? I'm sorry, I don't feel good that the Cowboys defense can do that. Parsons is awesome. Parsons is unbelievable. He can't do it by himself. No, he can't do it by himself. But but what you're asking is for that defense with uh, Demarcus Lawrence and with Donovan Wilson and Trayvon Diggs and Michael Parsons to be the difference. Like those guys, Leighton Vander Esch, those guys are going to have to step up. Because offensively, I don't know that they can do enough, Carlin. Tyron Smith is hurt. 
He's going to be out for a significant period of time. For Based on the early reports, Connor McGovern is going to miss a significant period of time. I mean, you're breaking in a left tackle and ter- uh, right tackle in Terrence Steele, who did not look good and had a couple of pre-snap penalties yesterday. I, I mean, you start looking at it, outside of Zach Martin and Tyler Biotish, it's hard to feel good about anything mm-hmm. you got going on up front. Tyler Smith certainly looked overwhelmed at times. And so I just, I don't know, man. I think it's going to have to be what happens on the defensive side of the ball in terms of giving them a chance to compete in a lot of these games. And here's the other thing. For as bad as things were yesterday, their defense only allowed one touchdown. That That's saying they only allowed touch, four touchdowns. If you can hold teams to field goals in the red zone, mm-hmm. if you can force them to kick four field goals and only score one touchdown, then you're giving your team a chance. It's just the offense has got to do a lot better. Kent in Virginia is up next on ESPN Radio. Kent, your thoughts on the Cowboys? Not good, bro. Not good because I turned had to go buy a new TV last night. Um, oh boy, Mike McCarthy, he didn't win too many. If he does not win any more games, he's already done. Might as well go on ahead and call Sean Payton, tell him to go ahead and come on in. Um, I've been a fan for a long, long, long time. I was very disappointed. At everything, that's why we had the practice season. That's why we had the preseason. People get things together. I did not see any of that. I was just, I was just very highly upset. Um, it just, it just tears me up. I've been a Cowboy fan since. Hey, I'm 65 years old, and turn around, I've been a long time fan, and that's mm. the worst I've ever seen Dallas Cowboys played ever. Wow, there's been worse. Certainly, there's been worse. There's been worse. When when the Cleveland Browns ran roughshod over them in Mike McCarthy's first year, they yeah. ran for 300 yards in a game. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Uh, that was I mean, pretty bad. I mean, at least, here's the thing. At least the defense, you saw the potential that they could bring to the party. Michael Parsons flat out ran over Tristan Wurst for one of his sacks last night. Yep. I mean, he bullied a guy that PFF had as the number one tackle in all of football a year ago. So, I mean, Michael Parsons is something you can feel good about. You got pieces on the defensive side of the ball. Those guys are going to have to step up in a big way if you're going to tread water until Dak gets back. Well, the real answer to the question in the NFC East was answered yesterday, and not just by the Cowboys. We'll explain next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Cowboys didn't look good. Mm, somebody did. Eagles. 38 points they put up. Granted, it was a close game. I'll tell you, the Lions, you know, the Lions are going to have that look to them this year where they're they're still going to lose those games where they're going to make you think they're a lot better than they actually are. Like that, you know, that was one of those games yesterday. They're making st- strides, don't get me wrong. But look, yeah, I was about to say, this don't feel like the same old Lions, No, dog. it's not. It they're, they're, not getting, they're not getting their tails kicked, but yeah. at the same time, it's still, like, I, I still am a big believer in what the Eagles did. And, Chris, I, I've been a an Eagles believer to begin with, and yesterday did nothing to make me think that they're not going to win the division. Absolutely nothing. Um, I thought they really played a good game, even though they let him back into it a little bit. Well, I mean, you say they let him back into it. I mean, after that Bradbury pick six, there was every reason for the Lions to go away, and they didn't. I think it speaks more to the sports character of that team than it does to the Eagles taking their foot off the gas. But one thing was apparent, the A.J. Brown acquisition is getting paying dividends because that's exactly (laughs) what they envisioned when they sent the number one draft pick to Tennessee – And they paid A.J. Brown all of that money because he went for 10 catches, 155 yards, sets a franchise record for a debut of a wide receiver. So, I mean, that's exactly what you want. And Jalen Hurts, downfield passing outside of the numbers, you saw it on the perfect ball that he laid out there for A.J. Brown down the sideline. There's going to be a lot more of that this season. I know he didn't get it on the board with a passing touchdown yesterday, but just him being able to bring the threat of the vertical passing game to go along with what the Eagles are capable of in the running game, that's going to make this team a tough out. The one thing I will say concerns me a little bit for the Eagles yesterday, their front seven. Because, I mean, they could not stop a nosebleed. And I know it has a lot to do with DeAndre Swift and how good he is as a running back. No, I'm but sorry. They, they, DeAndre Swift should not be putting up 144 yards on that. But, I'm just, but not even just DeAndre Swift. Jamal yeah. Williams to the party, too, for two touchdowns. Overall, 28 rushes by the Lions for 181 yards. That's something that's got to be improved. And that, was a top, about, that was a top 10 run defense from a year ago. They got to be better in that department to win a championship. But overall, you feel good about the direction that the Eagles are going. In. They are, and, and and you know what they're doing is they picked up right where they left off last year. Because if you remember, I believe it's after week eight last season, they were by far the best running team in the NFL. Yep. And what happened yesterday? They rushed for 216 Ooh. on 40 carries. Ooh. I mean, that that tells you everything you need to know. That's, that's almost six yards a carry, and they were absolutely... Uh, dominant in that regard. You are right. That front seven needs to be a heck of a lot better than that. And listen, it's not a knock on the Lions. But the Lions should not be rushing for that many yards and not be getting six and a half yards a clip. Not when you have Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, and Javon Hargrove. And Fletcher, let's be fair, you know, it's it's more of a role right now. It's not like they're going to play him every down. No, but those are big men yes, in the middle are. of that defense. They shouldn't and be able to move And you shouldn't be them. getting gashed the way that you no. did yesterday. Absolutely that not. That shouldn't happen. No. But you do feel good about the upgrades in the secondary because that was a big question from the Eagles for the past few years. And getting Bradbury opposite of Darius The Gardner-Johnson trade was fantastic. It was a great deal. Yeah. It was a great deal. So, I mean, listen, you feel good. You got three corners that you know can play in this league. I, I think, look. I've never been the biggest Howie Roseman fan, but to be able to pull off a deal like that, he does have a knack for pulling off deals that tend to work out for him, and he usually 
gets pretty good players at very reasonable prices. Yeah. Very reasonable prices. Yeah. Are the Eagles at this point, they became the betting favorite when somebody put 100K on them uh, last week. They became the betting favorite at plus 130 for the division. Yeah, I've been screaming Eagles for the NFC East since this past spring. So this is not new news to me. What I do think is new news is who ends up being the number two team in the division because all of a sudden, that's got a lot more interesting with the Dak Prescott injury. You have to absolutely have the commanders in that conversation, even though you still don't trust Carson Wentz as a quarterback. But I think you also have to have the New York Giants in that conversation, Carlin based on what we got yesterday. And I know I don't trust their quarterback either, but I will say this, that was an impressive win on the road against a team that had the number one seed in the AFC a year ago. Okay. Let's just dial it back a hair here, okay? Di- why why are we dialing it back a hair, Carl? We're do we dialing trust, back a hair. Do we trust the this, Washington Commanders? No, no. That's my point. But this is what I, when we talk about the things that you don't believe that you see in week one, Okay, that was one of them. And- which Take one? one. The, com- the Commanders or, or the Giants? Which the Giants. One? The Giants. You, you're buying the Commanders? I didn't say I'm buying. I don't have to buy the Commanders to say that the Giants are well, not Well, we're talking great. about who's the number two team in the division. I think it's going to come down to one of those squads. I, I understand you got to pick one. You can't punt on it. Chris, I can punt on it when that number two team in that division is going to end up winning seven games. This, 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 well, this we, is going to be a runaway for the Eagles well, I, I'm, at this I'm, point. I'm agreeing with you. But so there, having, there is no number two team. We're not going to clear so a high bar here. So it's the Eagles and everybody yes! else? Yes! <laughs> listen, do me a favor. I love you to death. What's Don't up? be a sucker on what you saw in Tennessee yesterday. Don't be. Saquon <sighs> was amazing. He was fantastic. Yeah. But let's at least admit to a couple of things. Number one, Jones made some plays. But he also threw a god-awful interception that he was lucky to get bailed out by. And not to mention, he had a, a fumble off yes. of a hell of a move by Jeffrey Simmons Absolutely. to get the strip sack. Yeah. You know, stripped so easily. Secondly, we want to get nuts about Brian Dable. That's fine. I, I like Brian Dable. I think he's the right guy for the team. But let's be real. He did two things yesterday that fans are always going to respond to. What he did was buy himself a little leeway with the fans when things do get bumpy here in the next, you know, five, six, seven weeks. Okay. Number one, he yelled at the quarterback on the sideline. Which is great. They love it. Holding him accountable. Well, but they they love it. You can't have a red zone interception. You can't throw that ball. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it, but you know the fans, and you know also that this is overblown sometimes. When the fans see a, a coach get fired up, like and they and, and, love that, and, and sometimes it, it is complete eyewash. Yeah, and then the decision to go for two at the end of it, go for the win instead of yes. going for the tie. Those are the That's two the things other that one. fans will always love. Here's why I'm bullish on the Giants. And, and, I know and what, by the I, way, I, they'd be killing them if you didn't get it. I know we're up against it, but here's what I will say why I think the Giants have a chance. Because of the line of scrimmage. And yesterday, they own that definitively on both sides of the ball. They own the line of scrimmage in the run game on the offense. And they own the line of scrimmage in the run game on the defense. Derrick Henry did not look like the Derrick Henry that we're used to seeing. 21 carries for 82 yards, and really they were unconsequential. So I, I just I look at this and say, with the investments that they've made up front on both sides of the ball, starting to get a return on those investments, I think that's a path forward in terms of having an identity 
that can allow them to be more competitive than they have been in years past, which is why I can't dismiss the possibility of them being the second-best team in this division. It may not be pretty, but tonight you're going to learn an awful lot about one team out west. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. More on that after Canty has this from Disney Plus. This September, Disney Plus is back in action with exciting new premieres like Disney's Pinocchio, Marvel's Thor, Love and Thunder, Pixar's Cars on the Road, Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return, National Geographic's Epic Adventures of Bertie Gurgery, and a new Simpsons short, Welcome to the Club. Don't miss other new favorites like Growing Up and Frozen 1 and 2, along with sing-alongs. Plus, they have all new episodes and specials dropping like Marvel's She-Hawk, Attorney at Law, and Dancing with the Stars, the pro's most memorable dances. Nothing's bigger, nothing's better, nothing beats Disney+. Plus. All these and more now streaming. Woohoo! This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He came out of the gates absolutely guns a-blazing. Justin Herbert was fantastic yesterday. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're also on Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN NFL analyst Mina Kimes joins us right now. And uh, first things first, Canty's got an issue with you, Mina Kind of called you a fraud earlier today. No, I didn't kind of call her a fraud. I did call her a fraud because how can you be a fan of one team and cash a paycheck from the other one who happens to be a division rival? I don't understand it. doesn't make any sense to me. That's how you know that I'm fair and unbiased, Chris. Unlike a lot of people, I, I'm entirely unbiased Seahawks fan, so much so that I'm willing to not only uh, work for a division rival but also – uh, predict a loss tonight wholeheartedly. <laughs> well, yeah, with Russell Wilson walking in with the tuxedo, that looks like he's a part of the oh, five heartbeats. I mean, there's no choice for Russ but to go back in there and ball, right? Mina, what was that? Well, I, I, I got to say, though, I mean, and this maybe I sound like I'm salty saying this, but I don't think I'm wrong. Wouldn't it be funny if he loses after wearing that? <laughs> I mean, if, if he has to wear it at the post game, come on. Yes. Like, you know, it'd be, it'd be abusing. Although I wouldn't put I an outfit change to, be, I wouldn't put an outfit change behind him or beyond him. You know he You're could right. do that, too. Def- yeah. You probably got a, he probably got a losing outfit packed just in case. You're right. Mean at ESPN NFL analyst with us for a Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We'll get to this game in a minute. 
Justin Herbert yesterday, absolutely outstanding, Mina. I mean, what stood out to you from what he was able to do against the Raiders? You know, I just kind of picked up right where he left off. I mean, the last time we saw Justin Herbert in that incredibly strange Week 18 loss last year, uh, he was throwing passes that I really think maybe him, uh, Mahomes, and then occasionally you'll see like Matthew Stafford or Josh Allen make them, but just throws that seem to defy physics and reality, and, and he continues to do that. I do this throws segment for SportsCenter, and it's so hard every week not to just pick Justin Herbert throws because the combination of decision-making, the ball control, the athleticism, and then the arm strength and touch is just outrageous. Um, no part of the field is closed to him. Everybody is always open, and they're going to have to be ahead of next Thursday's game if Keenan Allen is out. Mina, you just brought up my homeboy, so let's get to it. The Chiefs absolutely boat raced the Cardinals out in the desert yesterday, and Pat Mahomes throwing for 360 yards and five touchdowns and no picks. What was the most impressive aspect of Pat Mahomes' performance yesterday? Because a lot of the offseason was about whether or not Mahomes and that offense could survive without Tyreek Hill. What impressed you the most about what that Chiefs offense was able to do? It looks like the evolved form of the offense that we were all promised this offseason, right? Like, uh, you know, the rhetoric around Kansas City was we're, we're not going to replace Tyree Kill. We're going to change. We're going to add different types of receivers. We're, receivers pardon me. we're going to change the offense. And as a result, I think you saw a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes who is not only capable but willing to take – some of those uh, underneath looks when they're available to him, which at times he was not last year. And that was where the Chiefs struggled when he was forcing the ball downfield. Um, and, and when you do that, when you do see the, you know, those underneath zones to Patrick Mahomes, and when the Chiefs are able to both run the ball and, and utilize that quick passing game, it'll eventually open up the downfield game. And I think you saw that on display uh, against Arizona. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. So we saw Lamar Jackson turn down the contract offer at somewhere between 160 and 180 million guaranteed, Mina. But he chose to bet on himself. What was your evaluation of that decision? Well, early returns so far are good, although you don't get to play the Jets every week. Although that's how you know the Jets' defense <laughs> is a little frisky, so I don't, I don't want to. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, ultimately it comes down to Lamar's own risk tolerance, right? Like if he's willing to put his body on the line and see, in, in search of a bigger payday, then more power to him. I mean, we've seen, you know, Dak Prescott made that same decision, suffer a brutal injury and still get paid. So perhaps the risk isn't as great as some people fear, knock on wood. Um, I think it's really more so worse for Baltimore than it is good or bad for Lamar, uh, just because we know that, Quarterback salaries tend to only do one thing, and that's go up. Uh, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are in line to get paid, and if they do have, if he does have to play on the franchise tag next year, which is over forty million dollars, that just hurts their cap flexibility. So, you know, if I'm if I'm Baltimore, I'm just hoping that that deadline, that you know, his insistence that they're not talking about it anymore this season, that that's not true because they really should try to get something done. All right, Mina, let's get to it. We got to talk about the Monday night game. You're a Seahawks fan, or at least you claim to be a Seahawks fan. You're emotionally invested in the franchise. Russell Wilson is stepping back into that building in a Broncos uniform. We heard Pete Carroll saying that he's going to leave the reception up to the 12s. As a fan of the team, what are you anticipating the reception being for Russell Wilson when he goes back into that stadium tonight? 
loud that, you know, for better or worse, loud. Uh, I think the fans will want Russell to experience what other quarterbacks did when they came to Seattle throughout the course of his tenure, which is um, having difficulty communicating. And we'll see how that goes. You know, I think he obviously knows, you know, he hasn't been on the receiving end of that, but he's seen it up close. Uh, as far as the tenor or tone, rather, of that loudness, I do anticipate there being some booze, especially after, you know, more and more details come out suggesting that on both sides um, there was a desire to move on. Uh, certain fans are going to be upset about that. I think fans could just as easily be upset with the Seahawks organization for how that played out. Um, but regardless, um, you know, I, I do think there'll be a healthy contingent of fans who are happy to see him there because he obviously did make that team relevant for a very long time. Mina Khan, ESPN NFL analyst, enjoy tonight. Is it possible for you to enjoy tonight? Uh, maybe at the end if things actually shock the world. All right, fair enough. Mina Kimes, appreciate it. Talk soon. Bye, guys. Uh, that's a tough spot. That's a tough spot. What do you mean? Yeah, I it's mean, not a tough spot. She's got to root for her team, which is the Seahawks. There's yes. no world which she can oh, root no, for, no, no. for Russell not... Wilson I know. To, to, to beat the brakes off her squad. But the first time that you see your guy for so long in another uniform in your building... It's a tough spot. Yeah, but this guy was the one that said he didn't want you anymore. That's the equivalent of, of a guy breaking it off with you and saying, it's not you, it's me. I mean, there's no way you can feel great about that. You're not wishing the best for your ex. Like, your ex can be doing okay. You just don't want your ex to be doing better than you. And right now, it feels like Russell Wilson is in position to do a hell of a lot better with the Broncos than what the Seahawks are going to do in 2022. One thing we saw yesterday, if you are looking to get some value at trying to pick some Super Bowl winners, uh, you better act soon because numbers are changing, and we're going to tell you all about it. The Monday Night Football Preview was brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. If you were somebody that had never seen football before and the first quarterback you saw was Derek Carr, and you were watching it with a friend who was a big football fan. How would they describe that guy to you? Because I don't know how you could. Derek Carr is so maddeningly frustrating to watch that he will continue to put up big numbers, but then he will throw picks in just brutal situations. And yesterday, I have to tell you, as much as Herbert played great, as much as I believe in the Chargers this year, that was aggravating. That was aggravating to watch Derek Carr at this juncture throw picks like he did yesterday. Yeah, it didn't feel great. I mean, Derek Carr throwing it up to the Los Angeles Chargers secondary. Tranquil came down with the pick. Asante Samuel Jr. came down with the pick both in the first half. Like, that's not what you're looking for. And I guess if you would have to describe Derek Carr in one word, it'd be enigmatic. You yeah. know what I mean? And don't ask me to spell it, but I know how to use it. It's one of those situations where some games you're going to get the best of them, some seasons you're going to get the best of them, like last year, finding a way to shepherd that franchise through all that they were dealing with, from John Gruden getting fired to Henry Ruggs killing somebody in a tragic uh, car accident. All of those different things, interim head coach, all of those different things, finding a way to get that team into the playoffs last year, you have to give Derek Carr all the credit in the world. But then he has a performance like he did yesterday. And you're just like, wow, what the hell is going on? With adding Devontae Adams to a receiving core that already had Hunter Renfro 
and Darren Waller. Uh, I mean, you're just wondering why is he making the mistakes that we're seeing? Now, I think the offensive line had a lot to do with that yesterday because that group is pretty bad up front. But there's no reason for Derek Carr to be throwing the ball to the other team as much as he did yesterday. And that's a part of the frustration and a part of why Derek Carr is so polarizing as a player to evaluate. Look, I think you can win with him. But, like, these kind of things, when they they have to get cut back, it, it's not like he's going to go out there and throw 30 interceptions. But it just feels like, Chris, he's one of those guys where the interceptions feel more consequential when he throws them. Mm. Maybe that's – maybe it's unfair. It's just – he's got that feel to him, to me. And yesterday, that's what it felt like because I, I, I'm a big believer. I think Derek Carr – this season could have been in the discussion, still could be, who knows. Uh, for, you know, top six, seven players for MVP, considering he's got Devontae Adams. I, I think he could have been in that discussion. But days like yesterday are what are, gonna, are, what are going to keep him from that. And that's going to hold the Raiders back. If yesterday looked familiar, if you're a Jet fan, there's a reason. It was familiar. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Kentia Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on your smart speaker, presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. We've had some tremendous, tremendous interaction today with you guys on the phone lines for your biggest takeaways from your team week one. And I'll hand it to them. The Cowboy fans so far have shown up. Opportunity is there for you at 888-SAY-ESPN. We're going to get your calls in here shortly. The Jets were the Jets yesterday. Chris, I said this on Friday. You find out that Dwayne Brown is banged up and he's not going to be able to go. This is after Becton. This is after Zach Wilson. And the Jets can't get out of their own way from being the Jets. But then the head coach comes out today. That was a... That was just a, a such a boring loss for them yesterday. Yeah. It was a typical Jet 2020-2021 loss. And what I saw yesterday uh, really did nothing to make me feel better about them. And I'm the guy that prior to, you know, Zach Wilson be out, being out a month, the day after it was, eh, he may play this week, I'm the guy that sat here and said, the Jets are going to win more games this year than the Patriots. I said that. And now Ooh. I'm dealing with I know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. know. I don't know if that's the I, limb you wanna you well, wanna stand out there on. Well, we're living with it right now, brother. Okay. And we're riding the next seventeen weeks with it. But by the way, don't need to hear this from the head coach today. This was Robert Sala on the Michael K show on ninety eight point seven ESPN New York within the last hour. Every year, every game when you lose in this league, it's the apocalypse. It's Armageddon, um, and uh people just wanna jump off a bridge for some reason uh we're in the instant coffee age mm-hmm. and that's and it's deserved that's that's part of the part of the generation we've grown up in that's that's part of what comes with the job and especially in this market where there's eight million people uh crammed in the one corner of the united states it's going to get people are angry there's, there's no no space no space to breathe but uh at the same time, you know, we, we ignore, we do our best to ignore the noise and keep the main thing the main thing, which is finding ways to produce. And uh, and for all those people, just like I told our beat here about 15 minutes ago, for all those people who continue to talk and to continue to doubt, we're taking receipts. And I can't wait, and I'll speak for the entire organization, to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. What does that even mean? 
What are you saying? This is a complete, complete lack of understanding of the organization, of the fan base, and of your situation. You're going to shove what down whose throat? Because all the fans have done is witnessed and felt pain for years and years and years, and you have no quarterback right now, and you're talking about keeping receipts after that yesterday? Please, save it. How about you save your energy for trying to figure out how to convert a third down in which your team went 2 or 14 on offense on? How about that? That this, this is a complete lack of awareness, like you said. How patient are Jets fans supposed to be, Carlin? It's a four-letter word to them. Car- Car- Carlin, this team hasn't had but one winning season since 2010, and they hadn't made the playoffs since 2010. It's the longest drought in football. How patient are Jets fans supposed to be? I don't understand why Rob Sala has this type of energy for his fan base. A part of when you do these interviews on air, when you talk to the media in general, is having the opportunity to talk directly to your fans. This was not the tone or tenor that you wanted to hit with your fan base, especially after a disappointing preseason that saw you lose your franchise quarterback, knowing how big of a year this is for Zach Wilson. And then on top of that, an uninspired effort that you saw from the offensive side of the ball yesterday. The first six possessions of the game for the Jets, Carlin, the first six possessions, four plays, punt, five plays, punt, interception, three and out, missed field goal, six plays, punt. That's not the way you want to start a game, especially at home in the regular season on 9-11. For goodness sake, have a little more awareness if you're Rob Sala. This ain't what you need to be talking about, taking receipts for people that are doubting you. The Jets fans have a reason to doubt you. The football world has a reason to doubt you. How about you direct your focus and your energy or coming up with better game plans so your team can look more competitive? How about you do that? There may not be a dumber thing that you can say in that situation than what he just said. Yeah. Take that for a receipt, okay? Because... You can say that to your team all you want to motivate them. That's fine. You're gonna, Chris. You know what? That really would aggravate me. Well, but why, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Yesterday, if I'm a Jet fan, yesterday, I, I flipped that game on at the beginning. Those people are out there, jam packed in that stadium, knowing the situation of they have Joe Flacco out there playing quarterback, and they are excited at kickoff. They are giving you the energy at kickoff. And this is what you're saying the next the next day in week one, we're keeping receipts. But here's the other thing, Carlin, and, and I don't want to I don't want to gloss over this. This is something that cannot be understated or overstated. Excuse me. That game yesterday is more than just a football game because yes. of what it means to this city. Oh yeah. On nine eleven. Trust me, I was a former player. I understand what it means to play on nine eleven at grew home up in here. the stadium. And I grew up here. I know what that means. I know the energy and the effort that the the fans are expecting the team to display because it's a matter of pride. There's a reason why people around the National Football League were wearing FDNY hats and NYPD hats because they understand what this city had to dig out from under in 9-11. They understand the type of resilience that they had to show. Why the hell couldn't the team that you coach show that same kind of resilience yesterday, that same type of fight, that same type of grit? Why don't you talk about that rather than talking about 
winning receipts. Talk about how we let this town down with the way that we played football yesterday. That needs to be the tone that you take publicly. You can say whatever the hell you want to your locker room privately, but how dare you come out and say what you said about keeping receipts this afternoon on the Michael K show rather than talking about how poorly your team played on such an important date in this city's history. Do that. You know who kept receipts? Guys like Bart. They did it, and when did they let you know about it? When they won. Yeah. When they won. That's what He kept receipts on everybody that was knocking him. We don't need to know about it, dude. Tell, tell your team that's fine. What you did there, out of line.